Hey everyone, it's Steve Glenn from Experience Milwaukee. Here's what we do on this podcast. We work really hard to have a good time while providing a view on how incredibly cool the city is and why it's a great place to live, work, or start a business. The goal? It's to showcase the aspects of Milwaukee's positive vibe through fun, authentic interviews with interesting people. As you know, each episode begins with a bit about the guest background to set the context, Then we ask more about how that background fits into Milwaukee and how the guest has experienced the city. All of that is fun and good. But it changed dramatically this week with the COVID-19 situation. One by one, we saw our favorite bars, restaurants, museums, and businesses responsibly reduce or completely pause what they do as we all came to grips with what's going on. Though we can't get out and experience Milwaukee the same way right now, we can continue to support our favorite people and places. This episode explores ways to do just that, and it's changing so fast. Over the last 12 hours, I've come across several several GoFundMe pages supporting those who take care of us on a daily basis. I encourage you to check that out. But for now, please listen in as Adam Darris and I interview Liz Brodick, Executive Director of Milwaukee's Eastside Business Improvement District. You'll learn more about what she focuses on in her role and how you can help businesses there and elsewhere stay in business during this time. Oh, and uh, we used Zencaster, and I'm sure a lot of podcasters are doing that right now. And there was a bit of delay, so you might notice that in a couple of spots. Um, we were recording during a, a pretty heavy time of internet uh, use. One last thing think about your favorite spot. Let's take action. Let's rally. Let's order t-shirts. Let's buy gift cards. Let's grab an order to go. Let's hire them. Let's help them stay income stable during this incredibly uncertain time. Let's stick together. Thanks for listening. And now, Black Belt Theater. Oh yeah, oh definitely. That's basically how we figured this all out. It's just continuously messing up. We make it we've made it a career on this podcast. <laughs> um hey everyone, welcome to the Experience Milwaukee Podcast. This is Steve Glenn. I have Adam Darris and we have a special guest, Liz Brodick, the executive director of the Eastside Business Improvement District. And we'll get into what that means and all of that stuff. But first, Adam. What's up, man? Let's welcome Liz to the show. Yeah, welcome, Liz. Hey, thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really happy to be here. Um, so uh, this this will be a, a different uh, kind of show because normally we, uh, in maybe a little only a little a little bit different, but we normally uh, in, are encouraging everyone to get out and experience Milwaukee. In this show, uh, we're going to talk a lot about what's happening in out the outside world right now with mm-hmm. uh, COVID nineteen and and businesses and restaurants and bars and everything. Um, but before we jump into that, Liz, let's pretend that the uh, the audience has no idea who you are and what what the East Side is and what a business improvement district is. Can you give uh, some just some high level background about all of that? Like you know. What's the neighborhood and what's what's a business improvement district? 
Yeah, absolutely. Most people have no idea. So um, a business improvement district is a geographically bound area where the property owners have decided to tax themselves an additional amount. It comes through on property taxes. And um, that money is obviously it's a tax. So it's collected through the city. And then um, that's a separate fund that's held that gets dispersed to us at the end of February. And then it's our job as bid directors to manage those funds and steward them to benefit the property owners and the business owners in the area. So um, that looks a lot of different ways, depending on the um, on the city, on the neighborhood, on the bid, uh, the businesses in the bid. But basically, the goal of every bid is to drive traffic um, to their businesses. And so sometimes that's through events, sometimes that's through infrastructure planning, sometimes that's through economic development efforts, and many times it's a combination of those things. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It's a very um, it's a very diverse skill set. So it's like it's something fun and new every day. And there's always, of course, a bit of challenge to it, especially mm-hmm. now. <laughs> um, but a fun fact is that Milwaukee has uh, the first or second number, uh, most number of bids per capita. We're only one or two with New York City in the country. So um, we're uh, our bid is number 20. We are one of 34 in Milwaukee. So we um, our boundaries run basically along East North Avenue from Prospect to the river. And then we incorporate um, pieces of Prospect, Farwell, Kenilworth, Ivanhoe, Kramer, and uh, Murray. And we have just about 100 businesses in that area. And um, I think our, uh, our property values continue to grow uh, really luckily right now. Um, so we're at just under $175 million in property values. That's no small chunk of change. That is no small chunk of change. Liz, can you give some background on Milwaukee's east side? So, you, you know, the the sort of the character and the history and the businesses that are there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the east side is a really interesting mix, especially um, our area. So one um, caveat I'd point out at the beginning is, you know, when we talk about Milwaukee's east side, generally when we, you know, when we say that to people in Milwaukee, people can think anywhere from Juneau to Downer all along the lakefront. And for our area, it's very specifically the East North Ave area. So it's Brady, Brady Street has its own bid and Downer has its own bid, which I'm actually also the director of, um, but the, the area is a little bit different. So um, so in our area, it's a very, very eclectic mix of old and new businesses. So we've got, um, in the last about six years, we've had um, just about 500 units of market rate residential built, which was a game changer for the area in terms of business development. Um, but then we also have some of the old standbys that people have grown up with forever, like Hooligans and Von Trier um, and uh, Beans and Barley, some of those really long-running businesses in the area. So it's um, we always like to call it quirky historic. It's kind of a, an interesting, eclectic mix of old and new and very, very authentic to Milwaukee. It's I always like to say it's the original entertainment district in Milwaukee because you've got, you know, Landmark Lanes and the Cat Cafe and... and um, Flash and Nine Below and Axe and all of those great businesses. And so it's kind of everything is within all of those entertainment options are within really just about a block or two of each other. Yeah. And if you have not been to Nine Below before, I actually, I tried that out uh, a few months ago and absolutely loved it. There's a mixture of creativity and competitiveness that I don't think you get at a lot of, a lot of different places. Isn't it a blast? I yeah. love that place. The yeah. obstacle garden and mm-hmm. the drink carts and everything. Well, the drink cart alone. I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm just a little. Uh, I'm a little like uh, I don't. 
Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I I I guess I'm I'm I've spent too much time at the cat cafe. Yeah, you probably. <laughs> yeah, you were hanging out at the cat cafe the entire time. You're at nine below. below. Yep. Anyway, so Liz, I have kind of a more of a personal question um, for you. Uh, how? What kind of career path did you take to become the executive director of the East Side? Oh boy, that's a it's it's kind of a long one. <laughs> it's a it's a weird one. Um, so I was in. I grew up in Racine. Um, went to college at Beloit, and took a year off in Madison, and then ended up at, in Milwaukee the first time. Uh, back in 2009 is when I moved here for the first time because I was going to law school here. Um, so I graduated from Marquette. And um, so I, when I experienced Milwaukee the first time, I was living on the east side, but it was with a completely different lens of the city. Um, and basically did a few different career paths and jumps that took me up to northern Wisconsin, which is where I landed in Wausau and originally discovered this business improvement district work and absolutely fell in love with it. Um, so there was one bid up in Wausau that I managed for uh, four years and then got recruited away to Eau Claire and worked with uh, four bids over there and then um, was looking to come back to southeastern Wisconsin. And uh, this was open. And I was like, I can't believe that I can do the work I love in a place I love. And so we're to come back and do this. And um, so it's a real it's a it's a fun mix for me, though, because it brings together my sociology background, my legal background, and I have a strong background in arts, just never decided to pursue the double major with it and kind of all of those things coalescing you know all of those are needed in business improvement district work to be you know to have a creative approach to things to understand the legalese and um, ordinance jargon that can um, that surfaces in a lot of the work and uh, just understand what brings people together and how people want to socialize together so it's a it's a weird um, path but somehow it's worked out really really well (laughs) Liz, that's awesome. I, I mostly asked because uh, just specifically, um, I, I always find that people have that kind of crazy career. When, when they find a job that they absolutely love and have a ton of passion for, it's always kind of a crazy zigzag of ways that you actually get to that position. So it's, and it's always interesting to hear it. I mean, you've been basically jumping around Wisconsin. Yeah, very much. It's I kind of equate it to like finding, you know, banks of the river that you keep bouncing off of and you just keep, you know, going going with the flow down that river and then you eventually find your your course in the middle of it and that's kind of where I feel like I'm I've found that course in the middle where I've, you know, bounced from law to art to um social interactions and and just kind of finding what this is now is kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And in what a great neighborhood. Oh my gosh, I know. I love it. The people who I get to work with every day and my board and our volunteers and the neighborhoods that are around there, everyone's just been fantastic. So it's hard to uh, to to scroll through Facebook and not see everything that's happening with the COVID-19 situation and how it's affecting and impacting restaurants and businesses. Um, Liz, how is that impacting your work as the bid director? Uh, it's been a, um, a complete refocus really. So we, um, we were in the midst of a really broad range and very in-depth strategic planning process and planning all of our spring and summer events. And, um, really since Thursday, everything has kind of taken a turn. And so now we're just, um, trying to figure out the best way to mitigate, uh, problems for our businesses 
what we can do as an advocate and a resource for the area. And so we're just compiling different uh, resources and developing different resources for everyone. So I kind of think of, um, I'm reformatting our work plans right now actually to, to figure out um, and forecast two, four, six, and 12 months um, to you know what, what we should expect in kind of best case scenarios to absolute worst case scenarios. And um, I equate it to like bids are kind of, um, kind of operate on a Maslow's hierarchy of basic needs to self-actualization. And even in uh, even just a few weeks ago, we kind of felt like we were at the self-actualization point of being able to really look at this broad-range strategic plan and what's the best position for us and how can we best assist our businesses in this time when everything, you know, property values are going up and business was great and everything was, the storefronts were getting filled and it was wonderful. Um, and then now we're just kind of in this back to this um, almost basic needs portion of like, hey, what, how do serving the a time that it is most um, important and crucial for them that we provide as much as many resources as possible. So um, in just that short time frame, our work has changed significantly. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's pretty much consistent across. Uh, yeah, most businesses in city to city, and um, especially if you're a service focus. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's a reset for sure, and I think everyone's been sort of. Uh, shaken a bit and um and and hey everyone it's steve just interrupting this part of the podcast because it's at this point that i realize wow we are lucky that even in this current environment transfer pizzeria cafe and cost stereo phones have remained uh loyal sponsors of the podcast and so just want to give them a shout out. And uh, if you if you can, uh, please pay them a visit in some way online or curbside or delivery or whatever is appropriate. You know, Liz, if, it, if it's helpful, I'm sure you've seen it, but the community is, is wanting to support these businesses. And maybe, you know, I've seen some things on social that, you know, and how people are suggesting, you know, buy their merchandise, buy their products, buy their mm -hmm. gift cards. Are there other ways you can think of or that you, you've been planning? Or I, I mean, I know you're in the early stages of all this, but other ways that the community can support the East Side during this time? Yeah, um, no, I've seen that on social as well, and I really appreciate that people are asking those questions. To me, that's just, I mean, that is so huge and so, so heartwarming to see. You know, when we have community support of our businesses, we know that things will be okay. So, right. um, yep. I think the number one thing is, uh, and what I've heard from business owners too, is, is um, buying gift cards and supporting uh, through sales, especially through pre-sales as much as possible. So like continuing gym memberships, not pausing anything like that. Um, and and like I said, just those gift cards are going to provide cash flow in a time that there otherwise isn't any. So buy things online. A lot of our retailers either have online stores or are willing to take phone orders if they don't have something readily set up. Um, so anything that uh, anyone can do to you know continue supporting those businesses is huge. And to your point, you know, it's a lot of service industry uh, workers and businesses that we're most concerned about just because obviously that's, you know, those are face-to-face, person-to-person interactions. Um, and one of the things that I've seen also on social is um, concern for the hourly and service worker employees. And I've been asking the question of um, whether there's something organ out there to support those folks. And I haven't seen anything yet, 
but I think what's most important is reaching out to, I, I mean, I, I would wager to, uh, that anybody, you know, listening to this or anybody in Milwaukee has someone who they know and love who's working in the service industry. So just reaching out to them and seeing like how you can help and making sure that they're okay. And, you know, anything that we can do to help each other in this time when there isn't um, an organized way of doing it is going to be the most important way of doing it. Um, I also think with restaurants, especially some of them are still open for curbside delivery or pickup. And um, though using those options is really important as well. Grubhub, for instance, is delaying all of their fees to business, to the restaurants that use them. Um, so ordering through them is also helpful because the, the, otherwise those like Eat Street kind of fees do um, eat into the profit of a very low, um, low margin business in the first place. So do, ordering through them directly or Grubhub as much as possible just to help delay some of those fees is going to be huge. Yeah, I think if you have a favorite place, give them a call. Ask them how you can help and yeah. uh, and and see what they say because yeah. I think every every spot is a little unique and they um, they probably could use that that little encouragement. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I th I've seen uh, I've seen some crazy messages coming around and uh, I know. Um, there's a, a currently a post from Screwball, which we're huge fans of. Screwball, the peanut butter whiskey. Yes. Yeah, and uh, they're donating donating a dollar um, in this space. Uh, yeah, for every share of that post, um, and people are just I, I see people passing around opportunities to make uh, even uh, the um, election commission or something that they're they're they need help keying in all of the ballots that are coming in uh from what i've seen on social and and they're paying 15 dollars an hour and there's little things like that that can help artists and bartenders and and wait staff uh during this time so i think we yeah liz to your point we just need to stick together and work together on this definitely and you know to your point about the um about um artists and everything like that a lot of the <clears throat> a lot of service industry folks um, that I know too are artists, uh, either musicians or visual artists or have something to do with that creative space. And so buying their artwork during this time is especially helpful. Commissioning something special, if you can uh, afford it, buying any CDs, vinyl, merch from anyone that you can is super important. I mean, I have some friends mm -hmm. in the band industry, you know, the music industry who are 85% um, of their income is now gone because they, uh, all of their gigs are getting canceled. So reaching out and figuring out how to help those folks because um, there generally is a way that we can do that. So I think that's really important too. Word up. We, we agree. <laughs> um, couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's so easy to, especially most of these artists have websites that you can find them on or they're linked up with you on Facebook or LinkedIn or yeah. Instagram. There's always a way. Slide into those DMs, folks. Yeah, if you're in a good spot, uh, see how you can help others out mm -hmm. and um, at this time. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's all about banding together. Yep. Um, if people want to, I mean, besides, they can't really go to the East side right now, no. but, uh, I mean, maybe <laughs> but for, for curb, curbside, curbside stuff, curbside, curbside stuff, stuff yeah. and plan that next visit, plan the next visit. But, um, what are the best places to get online to get, um, information about what's going on, who's doing what, uh, even more information about the East side. And, you know, is when we all pull through this, People are going to be, there's going to be a lot of pent up. I feel, yes. Yeah. I feel like people are, will be rushing the streets to get out there. With their money, like waving their money in their hands. Experience yeah. some sort of Milwaukee. Give me a beer. 
<laughs> exactly. That's what we hope, right? And that's, I keep thinking like these gift cards are going to be like the best treat when it comes to be, you know, summer or whenever this is all passed. Like, gosh, can you imagine? It's just going to be all stored up and just waiting to, <laughs> to pre-spent and waiting to go. Um, so for resources, I know On Milwaukee has been keeping a good tally of uh, curbside pickup and to-go or, or delivery options. We are working on getting a page up on the eastside.org website. Uh, downtown Milwaukee, Bid21 has a great website of uh, things in or near downtown, um, different, all different categories from retail to dining to service uh, that are offering some type of online option. And um, we are also working on getting a web a page up for um, COVID-19 resources, business resources at the eastside.org. Uh, for right now, our Facebook page is where we're trying to compile a lot of that information. It's just a little bit easier for us to put together. And um, yeah, so I think those are the kind of the main resources right now. It's all very, you know, it's, it's still pretty new for everyone. So it's a little bit scattered. Um, so we're just all working together to figure out, you know, the best way we can, we can do this and uh, make this information available to everyone. Well, that's terrific. I think, uh, Liz, if you walk away with anything, I uh, know you've got this podcast as a platform to get more information out, and we'd love to have you back. And, uh, and just underscore, you know, let's all work together on this and give a call, not just friends, family, but your favorite artist, your favorite restaurant, your favorite wherever you go, give a call and see how you can help. Exactly. Thank you so much. And I would love to be back and um, talk about some of the other things that, you know, as we work together and figure out how our businesses are adjusting, um, make those resources available to anybody, any small business out there in Milwaukee. It's not just the east side. It's when we have a, we need a full healthy community and a full healthy city, especially small businesses, which in my mind are the backbone of the local state and national economies. Um, so we all just need to work together and get as much information out as possible. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, Perfect. And next time, um, you know what? We'll make sure to do this in person. We'll come see you. We will do it. It'll be probably we'll be past on the everything. East side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. Cool. Well, <laughs> we, that we, would be fantastic. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yes. Yes. We will do that. We we usually end with uh, hey, get out and experience Milwaukee. But uh, let's hey, say stay stay, in. stay safe, stay in, experience <laughs> family. <laughs> Stay in, experience Milwaukee through gift cards and <laughs> do your, your best local online shopping of Ex all time. Exactly. Yes. Yes, exactly. Love it. Cool. Well, thanks for, for uh, jumping on, Liz. I uh, love all the information and the background. Um, we'll stay in touch and we'll see you uh, sh uh, hopefully soon. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Thank you both so much. And now? And now, Black Belt Theater. It's a beautiful